I want us to understand that Jesus came in this story in John chapter 12, came to the house of Lazarus six days before the Passover. His friend whom he raised from the dead. So we're all Lazarus because we're all once dead and we've been brought to life. And so I thought, wow, what a great way to start a Monday morning just to remember that we can anoint Christ today. And that's a, that's a crazy notion if you think about it in our own selves, right? So let me read this. John chapter 12. Six days before the Passover celebration began, Jesus arrived in Bethany, the home of Lazarus, the man he had raised from the dead. A dinner was prepared in Jesus' honor. Martha served, and Lazarus was among those who ate with him. Then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume made from essence of nard. Then she anointed Jesus' feet with it, wiping his feet with her hair. The house was filled with the fragrance. The house was filled with that fragrance. Okay. But Judas Iscariot, the disciple who would soon betray him, said, That perfume was worth a year's wages. It should have been sold and the money given to the poor. Not that he cared for the poor. He was a thief, and since he was in charge of the disciples' money, he often stole some for himself. Jesus then replied, Leave her alone. I love that. God stands in the gap. And when the lies of somebody accuses somebody else, his children, he says, Leave her alone. She did this in preparation for my burial. You will always have the poor among you, but you will not always have me. When all the people heard of Jesus' arrival, they flocked to see him and also to see Lazarus, the man Jesus had raised from the dead. Then the leading priest decided to kill Lazarus too, for it was because of him that many of the people had deserted them and believed in Jesus. What a... I mean, just those first 11 verses... I was like, man, that, that is a picture of our lives. If we're Lazarus, we're a living testimony of God's power and God's love and grace, right? And I thought, okay, if that's the case and Christ comes and sits at the table, at the head, to dine with us, he wants us to eat with him. But what I find fascinating in here, what I want to highlight, is to start it off, Jesus came to his people to those whom he loved, those whom he saved. He comes, he wants to come and dine with us. And I thought, what a fantastic way to start. God wants to dine with us this week as we start the week, if we remember correctly. But then what's amazing in this story is, it, obviously Martha is, is serving, like Martha would. is out there preparing, cooking. And then when you come to dine at the table, what do you do? You sit. It's like Rosie has said in the past, when things are complete, you sit. And to dine with Christ is to sit with Christ, to sit with Him and actually listen and commune. And there's like a, a, a connection. There's nothing better than eating together, in my opinion. Right? You know, we celebrate by eating together. You break fast by eating together. There's something of a family bonding moment in dining together. And, and Christ comes into our house. Because he saved us. This belongs to him. Remember, his name is on the wall anyway. Or it should be. His name is written on the threshold of our home. It's his house. But yet he still gives us the ability to invite him in and say, come in. And this is what I love. And I, I want us to think about this. Okay, so we are Lazaruses, right? Risen from the dead. 
that's a pretty awesome start to the Monday. I once was dead, but now I'm alive because of Christ. I'm no longer old me. I'm alive because of Christ. But then Mary took a 12-ounce jar of expensive perfume. She took like a year's wages. That's what I believe it is, right? And she did something extravagant. Now, this is ex these are expressions of love when she anoints God, when she anoints Christ. And I thought, we can be extravagant about so many things that we're passionate about. We can be extravagant about spending money. We can be extravagant about eating. We can be extravagant about people. We can be extravagant about things. We could even be extravagant about doing. You know, you, you look at later on, Judas... <clears throat> had a front and he was extravagant and exaggerated his front what how dare she give that when there's the poor he was extravagant about being religious and i thought wow we we to start the week let's get our ex extravagance right right not about being religious and doing because we have so much to do that god has given us we gotta remember where it came from the house that in which we're building, the house that we are building, the city within the city, God has given us. It's His. So let's not get extravagant about ourselves or even the pretense, which Judas was pretending, right? So quickly, just look at Mary. So she was extravagant in what? In her love and in her humility and in her exuberance. She had not only a, a very expensive gift to give, but she gave it in a manner that was actually quite humbling. She, Mary, I'm sure, could have asked a servant to anoint Christ. I think it says in Luke, here it just says that she anointed his feet, but I think she actually poured it on his head as well. And so, first of all, she didn't get somebody else to do her dirty work, if you like, right? She, she could have said, hey, servant, come and pour it on Jesus. See, I gave that to you. It's a, I'm being extravagant, but at a distance. God doesn't want extravagance and love from a distance. He wants a real intimacy. And it comes with humility, right? She had to humble herself. And, be and beyond that, not only did she get her hands dirty, quote unquote, like she got into it, she then took her hair. Back in those days, women never showed their hair. I was looking at that this morning, they don't. But she was like, I don't care. It's like, it was like a shaming to, to show one's hair, especially in the group of men, you know, it was that kind of culture. And yet she took her hair and wiped his feet. She didn't just wipe his shoulder where it's cleaner. She went where it was most humbling. Her love extravagance, her anointing of Christ was birthed out of humility and love and servitude. She was like, I don't care. She, she came in and, and you know, this expression of love has so many outworkings for our lives today because people will talk, you crazy. But you've got, to, you've got to then have the wisdom of the Lord and say, why are they saying that? Is it because they have an extravagance of religious act like Judas? You know, so we've got to... Do you think she was focused on what Judas was saying? Do you think she was focused on anybody in the room other than Christ sitting at the table? Ah, she did not care. And I thought, man, I want an, an abandoned love for God in my life this week that just doesn't... Not in a bad way, okay? God even said that. He said, leave her, you know, you will always have the poor. You've always got work to do. He's not saying that, I'm not saying abandon the goods work, but he's saying, I'm the most important thing, person in this room. You need to focus on me first. This is where everything comes from. 
I am the way. It's not outside. You can't go around in a circle to me. You got to go through me and in me. And Mary, I was like, man, she got it. And her, and as she anointed Christ, just picture this, right? She poured it on his head. She's got her hair and she's wiping his, his dusty sandaled feet. I mean, it probably was pretty gnarly. You know, they didn't have Nike Air Jordans and stuff like back in those days or waterproof, whatever, right? Wiping his feet with her hair. That would mean what? She was on her knees. Just picture every step of that. And I, the Bible is so pictorial. When it shows us this, it's because God wants us to understand the position in which we can receive a blessing. The position in which we can walk in authority. It starts by anointing Christ. We have the opportunity to anoint Christ with our life. I, I was thinking, just think of that. Our lives are a poured out ointment on God. That's ridiculous. But we have a chance to do that. And we have a chance not to do that. We have a chance to do it at a distance, but not fully engaged. We can. I can. I can, I can, I can love at a distance, but my heart is not engaged. We can all do that. And especially with God, He says, I am, out of everyone in this room, I've walked into your house. I saved you. You were dead. Look at me. Come to me. Don't look at anybody else. And I want us to focus on that this week. The beginning of the week, the end of the month. It's perfect. Perfect. Let's pour out our lives as an ointment, an anointing sacrifice unto the Lord. Right? And then the house was filled with the fragrance. We were talking last week about our house. God's name on it. I put my name on it. We were joking, right? But really, His name is on our house. So what fragrance does our house have? You see, foolishness will pretend to have fragrance. You know, there's fakes. You've always got fake products, fake this, copycats, you know, and the world's filled with it. And so it has a fake, have you ever smelled a fake fragrance? It just doesn't, you know, it's got the same labels, you know, especially here in the Philippines. I could find like, you know, all kinds like aqua de Gio. And then you look at it and then you smell it and you're like, that ain't aqua de Gio, that's aqua de nacho. Mm. You know, do not put that on your skin, it might burn you. You know, but it, it has all the, 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 the facets of that fragrance, but not the real deal. It's not connected. Mary knew how to connect. So this week, as we, as we go forward in this first half of this story, let's anoint Christ by connecting and going in. Take your hair down and put it on him. You know, like the picture of hair being hidden and put up is you're uptight. You're protecting, you're covering, you're holding back. You know, right? You, you, if, you, if you let your hair down, you know that statement, let your hair down and just shake it, go crazy. That means you're letting it all go. So today, stop holding back. If you're holding something back from God, say, so I'm going to let my hair down. I'm going to be married. I'm going to put my hair where it counts, not on God's head, but on his feet. That's the right place to start is in worship understanding that you'd raised me from the dead that i'm alive only because of you i'm only i'm only in this house because of you i'm only in half i only have this life because of you so therefore here take my all and i'm going to connect deeply with you god this week i want to pray in a manner that's maybe more raw and more intimate maybe more scary like, I'm going to open up more or I'm going to let more of my hair out. You know, whatever it is in your life, you got to say, God, these fears in my life, 
that I'm holding back in my work, in my relationships, in my family, whatever it is, I'm going to connect all in like Mary. And then the, the warning here is don't be a Judas. Don't be a pretender. Don't try to cover it with doing. Judas, I mean, God saw right through it. He's not saying that because he cares for the poor, although it was the right thing to say. Right? It was the right surface. It looked and could sound real to others. But what does it matter to others? Christ is the only one that we want to please, right? Mary had it down. And, um, you know, and he often stole. It was so, he had a covetousness. So often today, if, we, if, we're, if we're afraid that when you go in all deep and people persecute you or people say nasty things about you, it's often because they covet. They want that which they don't want to pay for, right? He stole. He wants something. Like, I, I speak to some folks, and they're like, I, I want that life of godliness. I want it all, but I'm not willing to pay the price. I'm not willing to surrender. I'm not willing to walk humbly. I'm not willing to bow and go on my knees in front of everybody else that's sitting at the table reclining. They're seated with God. Hey, hold up a second. I don't need to go on my knees. I'm, with, I'm rolling with the king. Right? But God's like, Mary, she's got it. She poured out her life. And then her whole, the house was filled with a fragrance of what? Offering of worship and sacrifice. He would, she wasn't building her throne. She was building his. She wasn't building her house. She was speaking of the house to come. Because he was about to be sacrificed. To ultimately then go and prepare a place for her. She got it. My life is to, it's like, man, he's preparing a place for me. So I've got the right perspective on the right house I'm building. So as we love God today, let's make it like Mary. Let's pour out. Don't hold back and don't do it from a distance. And certainly don't do it from a pretense of doing good, like Judas. Because all you're doing is stealing. Stealing from the truth. You know, and how can we get a revelation of truth from the Lord if we're not willing to enact on the truth He's already given us? If you're waiting for an answer to something today or this week, you know, and you can't seem to get a clarity on it, it may be because we're not working out the truth He's already given. And the truth is what sets us free, right? How can He reveal the next thing as a good father if you haven't figured out the first? I try to do that with my own kids. I, I don't want to give you that until you figure this out. Because otherwise, if I give you that, you'll just stumble anyway. And then we'll be back here. You know, and so today the truth is we are all alive because of Christ. The truth is we're all Lazaruses that have been risen from the dead. The truth is we're only in this house because of Christ. The truth is none of this belongs to us. It all belongs to Him. The truth is it's all about Him, not about us. The truth mm -hmm. is we are to give our lives of, as a holy living sacrifice. And the picture of Mary starts there. So the beginning of the week, it's like, wow, let's do that. You know, how amazing. We're all Lazaruses, but in our house, do we have a Mary heart? You know, let's, let's be that. So, um, yeah, so let's, let's, let's go with that this week, guys, and trust God to actually reveal more truth that will set us more free as we go forward, right? That revelation will come as we live it out.
wanna live a life poured out. I wanna live a life poured out to you. I wanna live a life poured out. Wanna live a life poured out. Wanna live a life poured out to you. Sing that again. Wanna live a life poured out. Wanna live a life poured out. Wanna live a life poured out to you. Wanna live a life poured out, Lord. Wanna live a life poured out to you Withholding nothing, withholding nothing Withholding nothing, withholding nothing Withholding nothing welcome you into our midst today. Say, Lord, you have the right of way, Lord God. We give you first. We give you of our best today, Lord God. We pour out our lives onto you today. We anoint you today, Lord, with our hearts, with our minds and our bodies, Lord God. Withholding nothing, Lord, we say, Lord, come and establish your throne. In, the, in our hearts, from the inside out, Lord God. Spirit of the living God, come and establish your rule and your throne in our hearts today. We give you the right of way, Lord God. our war cry this week withholding nothing from you Lord help us spirit of the living God to pour out our lives on the throne Lord God as living sacrifices poured out unto you Lord withholding nothing Lord God let our houses our hearts our homes our temples Lord God be filled with the fragrance of humble sacrifice Lord God of love Expressions of love unto you, withholding nothing, Lord God. Spirit.
Spirit of the living God, help us to be extravagant today. Extravagant with our seconds, our minutes, and our hours of today, Lord God. Loving you, pouring out our lives on you. Thank you, Jesus.